You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Podcast very distracted and pleasantly distracted. I walk into the studio today to find Doug's dog Hugo running up to me and always he's a jumper likes to jump up and get the attention big fan of Hugo big Hugo guy like to see him in the studio today so I'm very distracted the fact that there is a dog huge dog fan as well love animals just in particular but dog big dog guy so the fact that we do have your dog in here today it uh it's very distracting for me because all I want to do is, is hang out with the dog and even talk to you for the first probably three four minutes that I was here and then I acknowledged your existence. Well, imagine what it's like for me. I, I've got to bring my dog to work. My, I told you my life is a, a disaster right now, a lot going on. I'm just kind of open up a little bit. I'm, I'm selling my place. And with that, you know, never sell your house. Actually, never buy a house because if you buy a house, <laughs> then you ultimately have to sell it. Actually, if you love pressure, mm-hmm. if you love being inconvenienced, if you love cleaning, then definitely sell your house. But if you don't love any of those things, Oh, oh, do you love not knowing what's coming up in your future? Do you love the unknown? Then definitely sell your house. Otherwise, you can keep your dog at home and just be happy where you are. I love dogs, so I'm just going to take the dog approach to this. Actually, now I'm coming around on Kimba. I get it. He doesn't want to move. He doesn't <laughs> want to You know, I was going to make that reference. Yeah, I was I going it. to say, you know, now how do you feel? Full 180. After, after just a couple of days ago. $90 million and I don't have to move? Deal. Yeah, and you don't even get $90 million. You just make You just make the same amount. You just do the same thing. Yeah, I'll take that too. And you stay here. Yeah, that's that's a, a, essentially the decision you're facing compared to what Kimba is. I'm very fortunate. I can bring my dog to work. It's not that. It's only inconveniences me. There's a studio. No one else is down here, and I have great bosses. But uh, yeah, but it's still you got you know the dog does not like this environment, and um, neither do I. Kimba can't bring his dog to work. Well, Malik Monk can. He had his he had his poochie. It was a whole big deal. <laughs> he did. It was it was a big deal, and it's so much of a big deal that Nada even did a piece on Malik Monk, and I think they mentioned Bear. We had Bear updates all last summer when Malik Monk got a dog. Yeah, we had the we yeah, Malik we had the Monk update imaging as well. Yeah, yeah, we did. I miss Bear. We need to talk a little bit more I miss about Malik Bear. Monk. Uh, I miss Malik Monk too. I wish Malik Monk would show up. I am glad that Hugo is here today. Uh, Hugo, by the way, it is exactly what you think of when you think of Hugo. It is because the mascot is named Hugo. Yeah, we named him when we were deciding to come to Charlotte to continue the podcast and do it here locally, and we got him in Nashville, and so we named him Hugo. Did you think of like some clever other Hornets name? Yeah, we were bouncing a lot of things around. I mean, Pugsy Bogues comes to mind. <laughs> Pugsy Bogues, that's great. I want to do that. Uh, Cody Old Yeller. Oh, no. <laughs> you did not. I do want to play that game, though. I do want to play that game. This Jamal is... McGlorgy? No. <laughs> I want to do this. Usually you go off on a tangent and I just get angry because I want to try to get us back on track. This is the game I want to play, though. You're, you're excited about this game. I am excited about this game. This reminds me of the games of creating wines for players, named after players. This is the Zinfidel Curry. This is the player hater comparison Colin Sexton, not Russell Westbrook, Russell Worsbrook. These are those. These are the calorie spike. I like this sound for whenever we play a game. This is Jeremy's lamb, invented by the chosen one. 
Can we text her? Can we get the chosen one in on this, which is producer Katie, to well, play this game? Well, related to everything that's going on in our lives right now, she is very busy, unfortunately. I mean... I, but I, I'll maybe for the next show, maybe for Friday, I'll I'll, I'll get her in on this. Okay, so this she's is really good. she's really good at this type of stuff. We're off and rolling. This is Locked On Hornets, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can get Locked On Hornets on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Hornets. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Book your next trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere hotels.com be there do that get rewarded uh what about david westy oh that's a good one <laughs> david westy how about kali nalon <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> there it yeah, I'll, I'll take it all right uh, kali, kali, kali yeah you got to say if you, if you have to change the emphasis of how instead of it naturally flows it's not the lee but it's the kali like okay i'm with no i'm with you i like kali listen Nalon. i'm getting syllabic Doberman Rice. You, you, you are. <laughs> what was that last one? Doberman Rice. Like Glenn Rice, Doberman Rice. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Doberman Oh, Rice. let me do it again, but let, with the slide whistle right okay, after. Okay, all right. Doberman Rice. <laughs> let's move on. I like on. it. I let's like up, it. Let's update people on the, mock do- on the Locked On NBA draft, which is Rhymes Locked with On. Um, I don't think it does. Uh we chose Bowl Bowl. We updated everybody there. And so now we'll update you on some guys that have been selected. We haven't talked about a lot of these guys because I did trade down. I got made fun of. I got Benel burned. You got Benel burned as well. Um, and so a lot of these guys that are getting selected here right after us, there are guys that we haven't talked about as much. So we select Bowl Bowl at 17 because of the trade with Brooklyn. Indiana, right after Charlotte, they select Talon Horton Tucker out of Iowa State. Who? San Antonio selects Rui Hachimura, somebody that we have talked about a little bit more. Man, he fell like a thing that falls. Yeah, I mean, a big-time thing that falls. Anvil. Boston, <laughs> uh, Boston. they selected Tyler Hero. Is it Hero or Hero? Like a comet. Tyler Hero at 20 to Boston. Dallas actually traded up with Oklahoma City. They traded up and got P.J. Washington. In that deal, I don't have it in front of me, but they traded Justin Jackson and Tim Hardaway to Oklahoma City in exchange for Andre Robertson and Dennis Schroeder. I just did remember that. There you go. That was the trade, wow. and there was another first-round selection. So that Steel was the trade. trap. Yep, and uh, Phoenix, they get Grant Williams at 22. Doug, that is one of the guys that you are more familiar with because you watched a lot of Tennessee basketball this season. I love Grant Williams. I don't like him at 12. I think that's a little high. Someone tweeted at us that they wanted the Hornets to take Grant Williams at 12. Really? And I just don't – I think that's way too high for him. I think he's like P.J. Tucker 2.0. I mean, he's going to go out and get grease on his hands, do whatever you need him to do uh, for your team. He's, you know, stout defensively, a little shaky offensively, but he, I think he has two-way play potential. And, yeah, I just love his – I love his motor. I love his intensity. He's going to do anything to help your team win. Great player, just not a 12. Yeah, grease on your hand sounds like a problem. Seems like the grip would kind of go away from you. What about P.J. Washington? Uh, well, it was a euphemism. I'm not talking about Bismack Biombo. I'm talking about it in, in terms of a euphemism. P.J. Washington, Grant Williams, to me, they're very similar type players. Like, P.J. Washington is probably going to go before Grant Williams, you would think at least. But P.J., a guy that seems like the kind of – he does seem like Miles Bridges light to me. I, I, I don't want a, another Miles Bridges on a team that does have Miles Bridges already. And Grant Williams is – you know, he's big dude. 
I, mean, I think he's like 240 pounds, something like that. I think he did drop some maybe at the combine, but uh, people like his defensive versatility, and I get all of that. But those are just two guys that I don't think that they should draft right now if they are looking to rebuild and try to get a couple of pieces that might have a high ceiling. Kimball Walker being on this team, I wonder how much that changes things, but what are your thoughts on P.J. Washington? All right, I'm going to give you my take on P.J. Washington, then I'm going to give you an analogy about P.J. Washington, but I'm only going to give you the analogy. I'm not going to explain it, and then I'm going to give you another Hornets dog name, but then I'd like to explain it after the break. Is that okay? That's a lot for my brain to comprehend. Okay, so here's my P.J. Washington take. I think it's the absolute worst pick that the Hornets could make at the the number 12 spot pj washington for me here comes the analogy is like picking mario in a video game that does not exclusively feature mario or maybe sometimes his brother luigi oh you never do that i'll explain that after the break and then i'll also tell you brendan sharpaywood <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Come no, on. Okay, no, I like it. I like it. Brendan Sharp Haywood, I like it. All right, this is Locked On Hornets. Thanks to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you are looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. We'll be back after the break. Sharp Haywood. This is Locked On Hornets. I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of of me and my ability to use the internet. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah. Excellent Googler. Not a very good guy that's logging in. Very good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Del Furry. <laughs> I just thought of one for Dell. I'll give it to you in a minute. All right, please. What else do. you got? Um, Larry Doxon. Not a J, but for Johnson, Larry oh, Johnson, Larry, Larry Doxon. Did I, did I try too hard on Larry that one? Dotson. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough yeah, one. I, I, you know, thinking of the legends off the top of the head, trying to make the the big stars work in dog form. I'll take Del Furry. I'll I'll leave. Uh, How about Poodell Curry? <laughs> that's good we got a couple curries there i like it del curry coming in strong for a couple of dog names okay so about pj washington so i said it's the worst pick that i can imagine for the charlotte hornets at number 12 and that does not it's not really a reflection of who pj washington is as a player and and how he but more about how he projects out to be which is sort of a jack of all trades master of none and i'm not sure that i really want the hornets to take that player in a weak draft at number 12 i've said all along I want them to take a big swing. It's why I'm okay with taking Bull Bull at 17 because I think it's all it's all potential reward and really very limited risk, I think, at this point. But P.J. Washington is going to be in that Grant Williams category of a player that can really help a good or very good team, but I think is really going to struggle to stand out on a team that, that is really going to need star potential. And so that's why I think he's like picking Mario in a game like Super Smash Brothers. He's the ultimate average player. In Mario Golf, shoots straight ahead, no slice, no fade. And, and he's, the, he's the player that you pick if you, you really don't know how to play the game 
and you just want to get in there and kind of dust it up and learn the game, Mario is the way you go. Same in same in Mario Kart. He's not you know huge acceleration. He's not huge top speed. He's just average across the board, which is really weird if you think about it, because Mario is like the face of the Nintendo franchise, and he's basically Superman in every game that features him and him alone. I mean, how many times has he saved the Mushroom Kingdom for Nintendo, and then when he gets in any other game, he is utterly average. It's really odd to me. Um, I always went Yoshi in any one of the games that offered Yoshi, especially Mario Kart. Big Yoshi guy in Mario Kart. I know a lot of people want to go Toad instead. Toad was ruined because of the way that it was given an example with Donald Trump, but Toad also Ooh. is not necessarily, to me, as good as Yoshi, and that seems to be the one battle that I have as much as any when talking about the best Mario Kart character. Yeah, Yoshi's like the tiny but but really fast point guard. It might be your sort of uh, Darius guard. Garland in this in this particular draft. I mean, well, John Moran. John yeah. Moran. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's if you better, learn your prospects, that'd be great. I mean, what is it? June sixth. I mean, how many? <laughs> we got a couple weeks, right? I mean, you know, it's not cram time yet. No, it's uh, but not yeah, no. Time. John Moran's perfect. That's a perfect example for Yoshi. And Toad is like your all defense guy. He's a, he's a little average too, though. Most of the time, I've, most people. That's the guy that people come at me for if if I'm debating who the best character is in Mario Kart. People will come at me with Toad all the time. Did you ever like the big guys like Donkey Kong and Bowser, or were they just too big and you couldn't turn very well? See, I, I'm always Yoshi, man. I'm always going to pick Yoshi. I liked, acceler- I liked as much acceleration as possible in those games. Hey, how about this one? Delmation Ellis. Okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for the soundbite. There you go. Uh, a couple of other names. 2000. Played, in, played for the Hornets in 2000. Yeah, surprising. I don't know if I would have been able to... I I think I, I was do. I was expecting you to question me on whether Dale Ellis actually played for the Hornets or the Bobcats. I guess he wasn't around for the Bobcats. He probably retired. We've got a lot of games we need to play. Um, we need to play that game. Hornet, of, Bobcat, neither. Yeah, we, we that that's the kind of a game that we need to play. I like the sound of that game. Also, we never did our Kenny Loftons or Little Lofton. We never did that game. That's something that we probably can. We've got the summer. We've got a whole lot of time before actually relevant things start happening after the draft, so maybe we can sandwich it in there. Dale Ellis, I think, had didn't have a little stretch. I think he had a career. Oh, well, no. No, he certainly didn't. I mean, for Charlotte, it wasn't his career, but Dale Ellis is one of the best shooters of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about guys that would do a lot better in this era. Dale Ellis is one of those guys. So let's talk about some of these other guys that we, we haven't discussed a whole lot here yet, Doug. I mean, so some guys that come to mind that I don't think that we've mentioned a whole lot. Um, Sekou Namboya drafted at 12. I haven't mentioned a whole lot about him. Uh, we we didn't talk a ton about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Matisse Thibel was somebody that was, uh, we haven't even mentioned his name on the podcast. And that was somebody that Cleveland traded up for in our locked on world to go get him at 16. And to me, you know, offensively, that's somebody that it seems a little limited, but defensively, the guy's instincts are out of this world, was fantastic playing zone defense in Washington. And you could tell really what was disruptive on that end of the floor. But that that was somebody that um, we haven't brought up at all. Just Is there anybody that has not been brought up a ton that you want to talk about? Even a Roy Hachimura. I don't think we've talked a ton about somebody that was considered the best player for Gonzaga. And as you mentioned a couple times about Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark kind of became the best player on Gonzaga's team as the season went on. Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion right now around the Hornets franchise among people who are mocking certain players to the Hornets about replacing Marvin Williams. And so Rui, I think, fits into that category of a player that could possibly fill that uh, four spot if they decide 
you know, to really transition Miles Bridges into more of a three position. So I, I mean, I think that would be fine. I think they got to go big though in this draft. I don't, I don't know if they should really explore guard options. In this Even one. if Kevin Porter's available, are you still if Jackson Hayes and Kevin Porter's available, you're going Jackson Hayes over Kevin Porter? I would, but because I just particularly, I really, I really right. believe. I mean, you just—that's the thing about these draft projections. I mean, you, I think you just have to go with the player that you fall in love with, and and I'll, I'll take Jackson Hayes because I just really feel it in my bones. All the way into my bones. I took Kevin Porter in the mock draft that we did today on the wake-up call, and he was available at 12, so I snagged him. Uh, It is weird, right? Let's talk about drafting a wing. I like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, too. I I think he's a good shooter. He's long. He's not crazy athletic, but I I do like the way that he plays the game, and I wouldn't mind if Charlotte was the team that came away with him. I would like some other people instead. I wouldn't hate it, right? I would like some other people instead, but I wouldn't hate it. I, what if they get a wing, Doug? You know, I, if if you get if you've got Devonte Graham at point guard, you've already got Malik Monk here. You've got Dwayne Bacon, who is kind of that three already. You know, you got Miles Bridges, who I guess is more of a three-four rather than the two-three, which Nikhil Alexander is going to be in the backcourt. You know, what do you think about drafting one of those guys, like a two-guard, in this draft? What do you think that does for the Hornets' future? I mean, you got to just go talent here. I'm telling you, I, I really, if it's a two, it's fine. I really think there's some, there's more potential in drafting a big at this point. I'm not, I'm not totally low on Sekou Dumboya. I know you, you are. No, I'm it would not be, crazy. It would be I odd, still, right? Because they draft him and, and him and Nick would sort of do the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme because, <laughs> you know, 6'9", 6'11", wingspan. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he sort of, he sort of scouts out as a Nick Batum type player. They are going to France. Uh, this this upcoming season so you'd add a, another piece to promote that but I, I mean I'm I like Sekou from what I've seen no and, and fine I think he's got defensive versatility I, I don't know I just would rather go for somebody else I, and the conversation I'm interested in having though is just how this team handles Malik Monk and the two guard that they would draft in this hypothetical situation so if let, let's say it looks like Kimba Walker's coming back so Kimba comes back to this team you know, are you still giving every single opportunity you possibly can to Malik Monk? You're trading for Bradley Beal is what you're doing. Well, of course, I would love that deal. But let, let's say Malik Monk and uh, Kevin Porter or, deal. or a um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Let, let's say those are the guy, one of those guys you draft. I'm think, just interested now, in how you do I don't think do any that. of the twos that I see in this draft, none of them stand out to me as a player that, well, uh, at 12 or below, that can step in and have any kind of significant impact this year I, I just I just don't see it yeah I'm just interested to see exactly what that would mean for you know just how James Borrego and the coaching staff would handle that situation if that is the position that they decided to go I don't see any Pudel Curry's in this one no what about Troy Spaniels oh I'm trying, to pull, trying to pull up the ones I've written down oh okay this one might be my best one and I, I really shouldn't have prefaced it but when I wrote this down just a second ago I felt uh, a tingle I felt a little numb mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what inspiration feels like to me sometimes Chihuahua Bell oh that is good Chihuahua tough one to mix in there I'm I just, like I'm it. just impressed that I said it correctly now now <laughs> Chihuahua yeah that's because still, I have to tell you have you. To, you have to start to mingle it but that still works I'm a fan of it and plus if you work Chihuahua in one of these names then that's impressive Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Eagle, like Beagle? Yeah. Not feeling it. Spencer uh, Howells. 
Oh, I've got a better one. <laughs> Spencer Paws. Oh man, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like it's Close. like it's like missing the word in Scrabble, and then somebody lays it down. It's just that uh, my stomach just dropped. I was able to get a couple more. Um, Anthony Tolliver and Company. It's a Disney movie, but surrounded by dogs. Oliver and Company. That I mean, that's a deep. It's a deep cut. I like it's it. Deep cut. Um, and just another one before we go to break. How about? Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Now I uh, really, yeah, now I really want to know it. Uh, Frank Kahusky. <laughs> it's you know what? I'll give it to you. Here you go. <laughs> give me the sound bite. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Grip Six, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip Six and has a special offer. They do have one for you at grip 6com slash lock l o c k e. Again, that's grip 6com slash l o c k e. More dog Hornets affiliated names, and also we'll give you our finals takes next. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And that was also a connection of a connection because the new Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, looks like the guy trying to defuse the bomb at the elementary school and die hard with a vengeance, which I thought looked like John Hurd, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's dad. A.k.a. Peter McAllister. I never would have got that. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. I don't have a name for you. I have a nickname for you, if that's okay. Will you allow it? I'll allow it. Steven Jackson? Captain Jack Russell? Oh, Stack Jack Russell. (laughs) Stack Jack Russell? I love it. Both work. Uh, One more before we start to do, I guess, some real finals take stuff. Um, What about Kareem Mush? Is a mush a dog? No. You must. Oh, you mush. Yeah. All right. You're getting a little super. No, man. How about, how about, I was happy with that one. That's good. Earl, I'll fight for that one. Earl Good Boykins. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Anthony is. Mastiff. Uh, I've, I have a Mastiff in mind as well. Go ahead. Anthony. What about what about Anthony uh, Mastiff? I was about to say, what about Theo Mastiff instead the, of Ratliff? Oh, Theo Ratliff. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good one. Was he a Bobcat or a Hornet? Uh, he was, was a Bobcat. Bobcat. He was a Bobcat. That's, yeah, get, that's a great game. I do have a Mastiff for you. What about uh, Tony Mastiffberg? That, see, I've got some deep. You want to hear some deep cut uh, Hornets players? You've, you've got, a got some ready. Okay. How about eighty nine ninety Stuart Greyhound? Uh got it. How about Darren Hancocker Spaniel? <laughs> That's a good one. How about instead of Matt Bullard? Are you just unloading right now? Matt Bulldog. Matt Bulldog. That is a good one. Um, okay, I've got some deep cuts as well. Go ahead. Uh, Terrier Dozier. <laughs> See, I've got some all NBA ones, and I went Terrier Rozier, <laughs> and they're just right in line. Uh, and this is, you know, I, I went some dog movies: Andre Turner and Hooch. That's good. And uh, last deep cut one, and then I'll, I'll sprinkle in a little bit at the end of the show. Um, Johnny Newfoundland. <laughs> That's good. That might be your best one. Johnny Newfoundland, you're a big fan. And now this one will be a deep cut for people who know a lot of dog breeds. Kai Kimball Walker. Say it one more time. Kai Kimba Walker. So there's a dog breed. I looked this up because I was looking for one for Kimba Walker because we can't, you know, the, the the goat hornet. I mean, we can't deny him. And I was going to go Kimba Barker, but then Tony Barker is sitting right there. Yeah, it, it needs so to I be could, taken by Tony. Yeah, Tony Barker has to take it. So it couldn't be Kimba Barker. 
So I looked up, you know, dog breeds that start with K, and here's the Kai Ken, native Japanese breed that was originally used to hunt wild game in Japanese mountains and territory. Kai Kimba Walker. They are loyal, devoted, mm. and trustworthy. Oh, man, there you go. They might be more like Kimba Walker than we, re- than we realize. I wonder if they like uh, winning championships. I've never seen, I'll just say, I've never seen Kai Ken win uh, one of those uh, dog shows. Say that. I'm just saying. I watch them every Thanksgiving. Yukonuba, usually the sponsor. Westminster, I think, is what it is. Um, now, Westminster okay. is the name of the dog show. Yukonuba is the sponsor. I Listen, I like making money, so I mentioned the sponsors. I think Yukonuba. we are in an area within the NBA Finals post-Kevin Durant joining the Golden State Warriors in a way that we've never had this doubt before. And this is nothing new to anybody, but it still does – it feels weird when it is real time. Like everybody wants to go out with the take that the Raptors are going to win in six games, like some people or seven, or that the Raptors are just going to win this series. But to see golden state actually struggle the way they are, it is weird to see. Now it also is very weird to see golden state put a team out there on the court. That is not the most talented team out there on the court. And that's what they did last night for the first time that I can remember since they started going on these runs. Since they started putting out the 2015 teams that were winning uh, uh, 73 uh, 73 games, 2015 2016 championship. Zero yeah, uh, well, that year they won before, but right, it, it was a team crazy talented, and we did not see that last night. Toronto, I, you're not going to get the every single person that takes a shot shoots 50% performance again, but that was a team that did look very comfortable doing what they did to, even though an undermanned Golden State team, a very good Golden State team. Nick Batukanuba. Any finals takes from you, Doug? <laughs> Just that Raptors in six looks really, really smart right now, and I'm I'm glad that I made that prediction and also hedged it with with Golden State in four. That, that it was a great decision by me. And apparently a bad decision by the Golden State Warriors was to bet it all on on all of their starters remaining healthy because they have zero depth and now it's finally biting them. I mean, look, the NBA season and then the second NBA season, the NBA playoffs, are grueling. It doesn't matter how much rest you give these players. You know, lady injury is just ready to strike at any time. I'm pretty sure injury is a lady. And that's what happened to the Golden State Warriors. And now they're sitting there going, man, you know, maybe we should have – you know, you know, restock this bench a little bit. And I wonder if some teams are looking at this situation and going, hey, maybe, you know, maybe we have to have depth to win the NBA Finals. Maybe this Golden State model is not really the super intelligent zigging when everyone's zagging model that we thought it was. Maybe it's time to, you know, completely fill out our bench like the Toronto Raptors. Marco Bellyrub? Oh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On oh, Hornets man. on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports. Download Himalaya free at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Hornets. Joe Wolf. That's it. I'm going to go play with Hugo. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Fire Friday. It's Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. The round hound of rebound. (laughs) 